and we had been talking about um, how unsatisfactory public discourse is. And I wrote, ah, the trouble with public discourse these days is a calm, considered exploration of an idea is impossible. And my friend said, oh, yeah, that's right. And then I go on, as I do, (laughs) floating an idea such as the above, I forget what the idea was, nothing to do with George Fell, floating an idea such as the above would be to lob a hand grenade when all one is doing is gently pushing a raft of ideas out on a calm lake. To which my other correspondent on this occasion um, wrote, yeah, well, fuck them, I've just lobbed one. (laughs) George Pell got acquitted today. Do I think he did the deed? I don't know. (laughs) Let's get into this episode. Uh, Now, for this episode, I'll just read a text. That, um, a a text thread that I texted earlier with someone I was talking to, obviously. uh, Because that seems easier on this occasion. I enjoyed making this text thread. Now, the person I was talking to was disappointed that Pell got acquitted. Okay. So, to a certain extent, as I do, when you're talking to someone, if you are the sort of person who likes to engage in dialectics, you know, rather than outrage fests, I'm more your dialectic guy, you know. I don't care which way. I end up arguing. I just like to uh, explore the ideas. You know, I'm one of those. Uh, now, if you... Um, no, if you nothing. I'll just read out the text and let's see what we make of it. But, you know, I get, I, I get at one with the person I'm speaking with to a certain extent, but still flesh out the ideas because you can do that. In fact, I wouldn't mind finding someone who was rapt that he got off... And, and do a parallel text thread with that person. But this person uh, found the news very disappointing that Pell got off. Uh, Pell had been found guilty by a jury, at least, um, of having abused two ultra boys. Um, and, and that had been upheld on appeal in, in an appeals court, yeah. But then it got pushed all the way to the High Court and, uh, well, he's a very important person, isn't he? Um, so he got access to that. A lot of people wouldn't. So, you know, he did have the benefit, George Pell, of getting more access to the law than most people would. Look, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, we would like everyone to get that level of access. Not everyone ever will. But he, his was a high-profile case so he gets more access to the law yeah to a certain extent we have to live with that it's not good but it's the only law we've got in australia at the moment um and it's the best one we've got it i think it falls down occasionally i think you know most people think it fell down badly with the lindy chamberlain case 
you know, trial by media and politics. Uh, we Essendon supporters think that Australian law and you know, Australian attitudes towards you know, what's right and wrong fell down badly with the Essendon Supplements case when 14 of our players were rubbed out. Uh, a lot of we Essendon players think that was um, nigh on a media and political opportunistic stunt. Yeah, a lot of us think that. Uh, George Pell, well, he's the next in the line of um, these sorts of cases, in my opinion, um, where perhaps the media and the people are having too much say and sway. How does that sound? Right, let's go. So, very disappointing news indeed. Yeah. Quite possibly, I think so too, actually, by the way, that it was disappointing. But on another level, I was glad, you know. All right, but let's see what I really thought in this text thread anyway. I may have a different conversation with a different person tomorrow and come at it from a different angle. But this is the angle I came at today. Okay. Very disappointing news indeed was the proposition put forward to me. So, you know. Started off with a bit of devil's advocacy. I actually, I actually believed this. What I'm, what I'm about to say, and what I did say now, in my text, is the following word: nah. Actually, typed that: n a h, n a h. Yeah, not a very classy start, but that's what I started with. There wasn't enough evidence of him having done that. By that I mean, you know, that of which he was accused of having done. Clunky grammar there. He's done plenty of other things bad. I suggest next, what I'm hinting at there is I think he moved priests around who did do very bad things, some of whom our family knew, at least one of whom we used to have over for dinner and is now in jail but that's a whole other story this is not about me this podcast right me or mine now um he's done plenty of other things bad uh, i'm tribal catholic by the way by extraction you know for what it's worth and i came from a boarding school you know the likes of which george pell came from we used to play football against them and all that sort of thing we were in the same you know I was in northeast Victoria, and he was in Ballarat. All right, not too far away. Okay. There wasn't enough evidence of him having done that, I suggest. He's done plenty of other things bad, and he may well have done this deed too. He was accused of abusing ultra boys. I was an altar boy too, by the way. But it's a whole other story yet again. But if we start convicting on that level of evidence, you know, the level of evidence that did exist for George Pell, I'm getting at there. Look, it ended up one victim's word against one perpetrator's word. One alleged perpetrator's word, George Pell, 
against one victim's word. That's what it boiled down to in the end, along with, you know, how much opportunity did he have to do the abuse. It all turned on that. I'm not going to get into the case. Right. But if we start convicting on that level of evidence, our legal system falls over. It's not about Pell or the victim. Right, now, there's a response to what I'm saying here, but this is my podcast and I tend to read out my texts. It's just safer. And this podcast really is about me. But on the plus side, it's only to me and for me too. It's not for any other listener. It's for, it, this podcast exists as me thinking aloud for no other purpose. Right, so... Then I go on to say, after I, uh, after a response was received from my correspondent, uh, my cartoon. Oh, I'm uh, here. I'm referring to a cartoon I did earlier. Uh, now that cartoon, that cartoon, that cartoon, uh, which well, I did a couple of cartoons. Um, one of my cartoons earlier on, which prompted the whole discussion, actually. Now that I think about it, was. Out of isolation, sometimes it's a case of you go out of one isolation and into another isolation. And I had George Pell walking out of Barwon Prison, nothing more, nothing less. Alone, though. And, you know, and the inference there operates on three levels, that cartoon. And actually, my correspondent, he gave me that idea for that cartoon. Um, he was in isolation in the prison. Um, and now, you know, he may be socially isolated when he gets out. I don't think so entirely because he's got supporters. But, you know, he's going to be ostracised a little bit in society. Right, so that's one isolation to another isolation. But then there's that just that undertone that he's walked out in the time of coronavirus. And that's isolation is the big word, the buzzword at the moment. So there's your third level. All right, but there was another cartoon. Do you know what? I've forgotten what it was. Um, hang on. I'll think of it in a second. Uh, George Pell, George Pell, George Pell. Crikey, I forget. Hang on, let me look up my photos. Mine's drawn a blank. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had um, uh, uh, the bench of the High Court sitting there and George Pell in the dock, as it were, and they're acquitting him. And the High Court judges there, I had four of them on this. I don't know how many there were on this sitting. Um... We find in your favour, Archbishop Pell. It's actually Cardinal Pell, but I forgot. Um, you are free to leave this place. A private plane back to Italy is ready to fly you home. Goodbye, Archbishop Pell. Yeah, that was my cartoon. And what I was getting out there is... Um, it is good in my opinion, that he got off because there wasn't enough, enough evidence to convict him. But to the extent that he's been a bad bloke, if he has moved priests around, you know, not guilty of, you know, with beyond reasonable doubt, of what he's been accused of, but, you know, guilty of other things. Who was that gangster, you know, that used to um, baseball people's heads in and they got him on tax evasion, you know? that sort of situation you know you wouldn't you wouldn't want to is what i'm getting in this cartoon what i'm getting at is you wouldn't want to convict someone because he'd done other things you wouldn't want to convict someone 
on one charge if if he's actually guilty of other charges you know bring those other charges but find him not guilty of that charge you know if if you're going to get convenient like that what you're going to get is more Lindy Chamberlain situations in the future where you know an innocent an innocent woman like that gets locked up because you were so hell-bent on putting Pell away that's what you'll get or you know, you'll get more. You get other Joe, Joe Watsons getting their brown lows stripped off them in very dodgy circumstances. Uh, but I admit I'm being tribal there because I'm an Essendon supporter. Okay, that's what I was getting at with that cartoon, and um, the cartoon is you know suggesting. Um, well, I, I, it was suggesting something. Now I mentioned that to someone. Now this will take me a bit of time. Um, because I want to find the right text. Uh, oh, here's, an, here's another comment I made somewhere along the line. The system smashed Pell as hard as it could without, in the end, smashing itself in the process. Okay, that's apropos to just nothing and everything. Um, oh, here we go. Another comment here. From what I've gathered, the High Court has gone with a strict and reasonable application of law. It wouldn't, I bet, have been about Pell himself or the alleged and possible victim. They would have been thinking that we've had too many Lindy Chamberlains and Joe Watsons lately. Something like that. Um, Just give me a second. These are worth looking for. You know, I make comments, I make comments. Um, I'm going through all my texts to see what I can find. Um, No, I'm not going to find the other text that I was thinking of at all. Let's get back to my original texts. I don't mind wasting your time because you're me. You know, I'm making these texts to myself. So I'm only wasting my own time here. Okie doke. Right, let's get back to it. I'm just scrolling back to where I was. Subject to the internet catching up. And here we go. My cartoon was to find him innocent. Oh, the idea of my cartoon, I get it. My cartoon was to find him innocent of the specific charge to hand and then sentence him to a different death. That was the idea of the cartoon. Perhaps you could read the cartoon as this, you know, if we're suggesting he go back to Italy, because that's where the, um, if we send him back to Italy, that's where all the coronavirus is. You see what I'm getting at? You know, you, you, you exonerate him here in Australia so he walks free and you put him on a plane to Italy where, you know, it's out of control there for coronavirus. And, and you could almost argue that, you know, you let God take it on. You know, you let God be the privy counsel after that point. You know, it's been heard by the High Court. So throw him over to Italy, you know, where there's a thousand deaths a day at the at present. This is a dark episode. Throw him over there. You know, this is where I'm sort of having a bet each way a little bit. And you sort of say, you know what? God can be your judge now. 
Yeah, this is where this episode suddenly gets a bit dark, doesn't it? But yeah, let's just keep reading and see what I come up with. Um. Okay. There's a whole lot of irrelevant stuff here because we were chatting about it. Look, my correspondent said I, I, that she couldn't see how someone um, could be reviewed so many times, be found innocent, 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 and then right at the last hurdle be found guilty. But I kind of suggested, um, uh, uh, yes, the jury and the appeal court both got it wrong. Um, they are the only two bodies who reviewed it in law. So only two reviews. It wasn't over and over, you know. Um, and in the appeal, only two of the three judges upheld the appeal. Yeah, there was one who d- dissented, demurred, whatever the word is. So there's been significant doubt all along, not overwhelming unanimity. Uh, and then I mentioned... And I lived through the Lindy Chamberlain case, you know, anyway is what I'm saying. The whole of Australia was certain she was guilty. All forensic experts, courts, she went to jail. Okay. And then my correspondent mentioned, it's funny, you know, he was found totally guilty. And she's right, in the media he was found totally guilty you know i can't remember the exact headlines but they were along the lines of guilty as hell i'm pretty sure actually that might have been one of the headlines guilty as hell you know the headlines screaming like there was no appeal you know this is the way the media operates he's found guilty by a jury and look we all know there are appeals courts that come after a jury but they decide to just go for it because it's going to sell newspapers if you put a headline in the media that says something like guilty as hell you know which implies that job done um the verdict you know that's it um fact has been found you know that's what people do at each stage of the process of law at each step they say aha Bingo, we've got an answer. But no, no, you've only got a decision returned by one level of our legal system. There's still other levels, you know. But, you know, my correspondent here suggested it's very strange that the media and everyone else nailed the coffin shut and now it's been opened again. You know, that does seem impossible. I can understand that if you watch social media and you watch the media. Um... And all that sort of stuff, and you talk to everyone, you know, it would have seemed like George Pell had been put in the coffin and the coffin had been nailed shut and he had been buried. And now what's this? He's up again? How can this be? You know, this is a travesty of Australian law. No, it's actually, this is the machinery of Australian law. You know, this is why we have appeals courts. It's not bad. Right. Now, okay. Um... Okay, I hated priests like him back at school. I I just add now, this is me talking. Walking around like God. There's no kindness or caring in him at all, I suggest. You know, look, this is just my perception. I don't know him. I honestly don't know him. Um, Okay. Um, And then she um, makes a comment about creepy priests and that much I can agree with because I've known a few creepy priests. Yeah, 
We've all known a few. I, you know who I, I really do feel sorry for? Salt of the Earth priests. And I've known a hell of a lot of those too. Man, that must be tough. You know, because uh, we do like to do that. Yeah. Um, and you know, lefties do that a lot too. I'm going to get political here. They say, you cannot tar every, you know, like if you, uh, Muslims, for example, you know, um, you know you've, there are Muslims that are terrorists. Did you know that, by the way, listener? Did you know that? You know, but then there are other people who say, ha, Muslim terrorists, you know. Um, Muslims are terrorists, you know. And, and, and then um, left-wingers will jump down your throat and say, you cannot generalise, you know, via the fact that some Muslims even a minority, um, are terrorists, and you are calling all of them terrorists now. But does, don't sort of many left-wing people do that the other way around often? You know, they find someone on, you know, some, uh, some strict conservative like a priest. You know, most priests are fairly conservative, but George Pell, yeah, or some other priest. And they say, priests, pedophiles. Yeah. And you sort of feel sorry for the many, many priests who um, the secular saints in this world smash uh, using the same hammer of unfairness. That's an awful metaphor. Awful, but it just jumped in my head. The same meta- uh, hammer that... Um, that... They accuse other people of using, you know, where you generalise, you know. Um, okay, let's keep going. Creepy priests. Yeah, we've all known a few. You know, haha, yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, I moved on then. The legal world, however, did not have the coffin nailed shut. Everyone knew that there was still a higher court waiting in the wings. It's only the newspapers which run final-sounding headlines like Guilty, he did it. That's what I texted here, but I think I remember Guilty as hell. I think I remember that headline. And then, you know, she says, Yes, I definitely got that from the newspapers. Look, I suspect my correspondent here yeah, wasn't following the case all that closely. Uh, all right, um, which is okay. You know, um, there's other things to follow in this world besides some creepy priest getting put up on a on a uh, a trial by jury. Yeah. You don't have to be an expert on everything, and I'm not even an expert on this case. I just sort of got enough. I was interested enough only because I come from that world. Um, I'm tribal Catholic too, and I grew up amongst all these priests, the likes of which George Pell was moving around. Okay, let's move it. Let's move on. So you know, I've, I've, it becomes interesting to me. Okay. Um. So then, people like blah blah blah. I mentioned someone I know, a lawyer actually, um, just raised her eyebrows and thought, no more of it. Well. High Court is the next step, then. You know, much more sober than a newspaper that, that's going to uh, put six-inch-high lettering on their front page, guilty as hell. You know? 
I think that's why it was a shock to me to hear he's free, said my correspondent. She's, she's very amazingly fair-minded, a really good dialectic partner, actually. Um, okay. Uh, okay, I don't want to go too far reading other people's texts because I have no right. But look, I just mentioned... Um, Well, it's just that if there is still an avenue for appeal in any case, the fat lady hasn't sung. One has to just hold off getting excited. I wasn't even all that knowledgeable about the details of the case, and that's true. I hadn't followed it much. And by that I mean I haven't studied the floor plans of St. Patrick's Cathedral and done the mathematics and walked the joint myself. I'm not an insider on this case. You shouldn't call yourself an expert unless you're... unless you were in on the case and you know all the details. Even someone like me, who knew it fairly well, I didn't know enough, really. A lot of people have a lot of opinions without knowing much. All right. And, you know, I'm included. I don't know that I'm having an opinion here in a text like this. I don't think I'm having an opinion in this entire podcast and I defend myself on this score a little bit. You know, it takes a lot of humility a little bit. I won't go into that too much. This podcast is not about me, right? It's about the ideas themselves. Right, now, um, all I knew is that there was still one step to go. I knew he hadn't been found guilty yet, even though the media was saying he had found, been found guilty, because I knew there was another court. Okay. But this one is final, I suggest, you know, because this is the high court. This is the highest court we've got in our land. We don't go to the Privy Council in England anymore. All right. Um, so, and here's where I, you know, look, I'm always one breath away from comedy. But then I mention... So I'll happily fly him to Rome myself. I've got a ha-ha there attached to that comment. That's currency, you know. That's what we all live for, just getting a ha-ha or a lol. <laughs> I don't actually. All right. Um. I... Th- there, now, there was my correspondent... Um, made a few interesting comments, very interesting indeed, but listen to her podcast if you want that. Um, He will never be rid of this, I think, she suggests. And and I think she's right there. But I just go on on my own tangent as I do. I think that, ellipses, you know, dot, 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 there are plenty of people who he can turn to for support. The Andrew Bolts of this world. And there are plenty of people who will be looking for a chance to cough on him. Uh, That's a coronavirus joke. We're in the age of coronavirus. If you're listening to this 20 years from now. Okay. P.S. Bolt is going to have a field day. His response will be very different from mine in my cartoon. Okay. And then um, a good comment here. I think despite the people who support him, he is now associated, he now is associated with the image of his alleged crimes, and that, I suppose, is a win for the alleged victim in itself. I actually agree with that. I actually commented to Nick, uh, oh, sorry, earlier, 
that I'm glad the lower courts got it wrong, whereas in the Lindy case, I was not, you know, Lindy Chamberlain, because at least he got to get treated like a dog. Now, this is me being unfair me here, but I don't mind that. I'm a human as well. And by the way, the federal government is now free to release redacted material, which I'm sure will detail his cover-ups of other priests and maybe things even worse, quite apart from this current charge. Yeah, that's just my two bobs worth. But also, because if that surviving victim is indeed a victim, at least now he gets to say, well, I was believed all the way to the High Court, and I'll hug that to myself to stay sane. But my two comments just there are my human feelings on the matter, not what I think the High Court should have found in law. And then my correspondent uh, mentions um, it must be relieving for everyone that it's finally now over, and that'd be true. And I said, yeah, and I'm likely to forget about him. I said, ha ha, I got another one. More currency. We live for that. Yeah. <laughs> it validates us. It makes us feel real. I'm, I, I feel so real. I feel so irrelevant. <laughs> and that was a little Richard quote. All right, now, um, I said yep to something. Oh, maybe it's enough that he, the victim, tried and did it. He now can sleep knowing he did all he could. And to that I said, yep. Um, now, it's correct. Look, I made the comment. It's, it, look, she's making good points here, you know, that, you know, it, it, um, it puts the wind up other priests who might try to do the same sort of thing that they could be in trouble. Look, I, yeah, she's making lots of points like this. Um, but anyway, I say it's a crazy, it's crazy brave on just a personal psychological level, let alone anything else, to openly admit to even yourself you were ab- abused. Uh, my correspondent was mentioning, I think, that um, you know, like she's having a bit of sympathy for the victim, especially if he was innocent. Um, uh, uh, right. Now, I'm I'm going to quote my correspondent because I like to talk like this too. Um, And this is not a weakness in my correspondent, but a strength. I don't know if this is ignorant of me to say, she says. Now, I love people who say that because this girl, this woman, happens to be incredibly bright. Isn't it funny how the the brightest people that you know will say things like that and some of the dumbest people you know will never, you know, there are highly opinionated people out there, and I might be one of them, but there are highly opinionated people out there who are a little bit content-free, shall I say, and you'll never hear them uttering a phrase like, I don't know if this is ignorant of me to say, but, you know, ah, it's great, I love it. But, she says, I don't believe this is anywhere near as prevalent a situation as it was when you were all going to school. She's of a different generation than I am. And she's what she's referring to there is she got brought up in the Catholic system too, as did I. But there were a lot of creeps back in my time and they got away with it. 
Um, and to, and I say to that, it's absolutely almost all being quashed. You know, like I'm, I'm agreeing with her there. Um, and then she says, many people who are abused actually don't recall that they were the ones who were abused. They often remember it as a distant family member or friend. I don't think I even picked up on that when I was texting her earlier. What an interesting comment. And then I've said, many things about these days are infinitely better. And she says, absolutely. And people in my generation definitely know we are so lucky. You know, they haven't, that priests haven't got so much access to them is what she's getting at. And not only priests, but scoutmasters and all that sort of stuff. Listen, my son goes to scouts and his scoutmaster is just a fantastic bloke. As far as I can tell. It's a tragedy that good people have to be tarred, uh, you know, as um, creepy blokes in dresses when they're off, you know, they're priests and they're the damn good priests too and good people, you know, just like it's a tragedy that, uh, you know, your average, just your best mate who happens to be Muslim gets called a terrorist. It's absolutely a tragedy and that's just my personal opinion. All right, cards both ways. Absolutely. And people in my generation definitely know we are so lucky. I always knew growing up that I was lucky to have my freedom and rights. Not only as a child, but as a girl too. Uh, Now I get on my own tangent here. Open brackets. And some people genuinely and honestly remember things that never happened. That's always a consideration. Ah, I did notice her comment earlier. So I'm going to put a like on that now. Even though we had this text message earlier today I'm going to put uh, a thumbs up to it because it's a clever comment and I don't think I gave it enough justice by giving it its thumbs up okay I just gave it its thumbs up now okay you know me she says I used every liberty I could get my hands on and then to that I said yes but there's a time and a place look I'm just off on my own tangents here We have all volunteered to put many of our liberties on hold at present. I'm talking about coronavirus here. Um, For example, we are knowingly isolating many women with their abusers. Yeah, this is due to coronavirus. We are actually doing that. We're locking thousands of women up, especially with men, um, due to the lockdown, due to coronavirus. And we know that we're locking those women away in a pressure cooker situation 24-7 with men who were abusing them even when they weren't locked up with their women. You know, we know this is happening. So, you know, our policy on lockdown is likely to kill women. Um, So that's the point I'm making. Uh, knowingly, we are knowingly isolating many women with their abusers, and we know it. Yes, says my correspondent, that is a very hard thing to think about. And then I mention, you know, this me, uh, maybe this is me being a little bit, yeah, you know, on, you know, George Washington. Um, rights are not inalienable. We know they can be suspended. And my correspondent said, that's a scary but very true thought. 
And, um, and then I just added, you know, didn't need it, but I added it. Hard-fought industrial rights even. They're out the window at present. You know, undue pressure on AFL players to take 70% pay cuts, etc. Every kind of right at present. If the virus got worse, worse, arrest without charge. Anything is possible. Now, I don't mean arrest. I mean, you know, lock up. You know, for more than three days without charge. Yeah, these things are possible. Okay. And then we finish off there because we've done this one to death by now. And then she does the big smiley face thing and says, I choose to remain ignorant to the possibilities. I choose to stay home and bake too many desserts. And I added to that, and I shall draw cartoons. Now, that's the way a dialectic should finish off. In my opinion, that's so good the way she finished that, you know. We both knew we weren't gunning for a conclusion here. We were um, just just exploring the, the whole issue and there was going there was never going to be a um a gotcha kind of conclusion you know a nailed it kind of conclusion that's for social media that sort of thinking you know where everyone's looking for a pithy meme or comment or post or something that nails it, you know. So there would be that happening on social media. I don't have access to social media. I'm not on it. But I'll bet you there are people putting memes on there right now about Cardinal Powell, you know, that run along the lines of uh, high court decision or no high court decision, you know, still a pedophile, you know. And, and people, you know, will be saying nailed it, spot on, and all that sort of stuff, you know. This dialectic my correspondent and I had here isn't of that nature. We did not finish with a conclusion. We did not resolve this thing. We talked about it and we left it alone and went to bake desserts and make cartoons. And that's the end. Okay. Um, I texted someone else earlier. This is just nothing to do with that. Actually, it was something to do with something else altogether. Uh, it was to do with Queen Elizabeth or something. I can't remember what. Uh, and this is nothing to do... Look, this is an epilogue. I was talking to someone else, who happens to be a conservative, by the way, and we had been talking about um, how unsatisfactory public discourse is. And I wrote, Ah, the trouble with public discourse these days is a calm, considered exploration of an idea is impossible. And my friend said, oh yeah, that's right. And then I go on, as I do, (laughs) floating an idea such as the above, I forget what the idea was, nothing to do with George Fell, floating an idea such as the above would be to lob a hand grenade. When all one is doing is gently pushing a raft of ideas out on a calm lake. To which my other correspondent on this occasion um, wrote, Yeah, well, fuck him. I've just lobbed one. <laughs> I gave him ten grinning, laughing faces for that one. He got a lot of currency out of that one from me. And I said, You are 
hilarious. Now, in no way does that suggest I was agreeing with what he was saying. This is not social media. End of episode.